This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. Well, a happy Friday to you. Welcome to day one of phase two for some people in Ontario. Lots of stuff reopens today. A lot of people are going back to work today. And if you've been off and this is your first after nine in a while, the fuck have you been? <laughs> you could have still had us on. What were you doing? Binging some shitty show on Netflix? Come on. Yeah. Newsflash. They're not going anywhere. The only shows going anywhere are the ones that are hosted by people who have come into some racial conflict. Yes. Like I do redo. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, let, let's talk about Jessica Mulrooney for a sec. For our American listeners, you probably don't get I Do Redo, which is basically just Jessica glamming up people's weddings. You likely know her, though, from Good Morning America, where she's been a guest correspondent a few times. She was also the maid of honor for Meghan Markle when she got married to Prince Harry. Mm-hmm. They are friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, Meghan met Jessica living when she was living in Toronto, working on suits, and they've been friends ever since. So... Jessica Mulrooney had a bit of a problem with a Toronto blogger. Is that right? Am I saying it right? Yeah. Uh, Do you want me to give you the backstory? Yeah, if you could. Just explain to everybody what happened, and then I'm going to ask some questions and read you some comments that came in this morning on Facebook. Okay, great. So the blogger's name is Sasha Exeter, and she has a lot of the same ties as Jessica does in this industry of influencer slash uh, socialite slash journalist blogger, if you will. Okay, so Sasha, who happens to be black, a black female, was using her platform to speak up to Black Lives Matter and asking her colleagues and other people, uh, I don't have any specific names sorry but asking them to step forward and speak as well and she kind of uh online over social was telling people how that was going how the process was going so one of the people she had reached out to is jessica without naming jessica from the beginning i should mention she posted a video she talked in this video about a couple of people uh who not only remained silent but refused any calls to help out and she was a little disappointed Jessica obviously knew that that video was about her and possibly more people, by the way, that didn't say anything. But here's the thing. Jessica chose to slide into her DMs and threaten her. Here's where the problem lies. Threatened her professionally, mainly. Threatened her livelihood. Jess does have a lot of ties, like I said, in this particular industry. She's kind of tip of the top for Toronto socialite if you will. Um, And obviously a lot of ties to CTV and things of that nature. So she did threaten her. And that's when Sasha said, screw this and named her. And by name in an Instagram video, called her out for threatening her. So Jessica realizing, oh crap, posted a comment under that video apologizing and saying, I am sorry, you know, that's not what I had meant or whatever the apology-ish was. But at the same time as doing that, slid into her DMs again, threatening her once more about a libel lawsuit. She said, watch out, lawyer up, this, that, and the next thing. So Sasha posted that. And that's where shit really hit the fan. CTV obviously 
said, I want no fucking part of this and fired her. So she had the show that Scott mentioned. I do read to. They uh, mentioned on their Instagram where they have a lot of followers. Uh, they told everybody that they have removed the show. I do read you from all Bell Media channels and platforms effective immediately and have cut ties. They even tagged her in it, like her personal Instagram account. And really? I thought, ooh, yeah. Ooh, she, so shit. she's going to be reading all those comments. She has since all of that happened. Uh, she did post an apology. I always like eh, say apology very loosely. She says she admits she took it personally. The video that was initially posted, that was wrong. I know I need to do better. Those of us with a platform must use it to speak out. So she's now doing what a lot of celebrities you might notice lately have been doing. And that is putting a pause on themselves on their own social media and using their platforms to elevate and uh, put out their black voices in the community. And sometimes they're leaders um, of a Black Lives Matter group or whatever the case is, right? So that is basically what Jessica is doing uh, for the next little while is handing her platform and her followers over to somebody else. And that at last, at last point on this Friday, June 12th, just before 10 a.m. is all we know. Hmm. There's a lot to digest here. Yeah. So let me see if I understand this, if I can wrap this up with a bow on it. Jessica Mulroney was silent on Black Lives Matter issues. So a black blogger called her out or called out everybody that was being silent. Jessica felt like that was directed at her mm -hmm. personally. And then she said something to her via DM. Yeah. She threatened her with a libel suit. Well, it wasn't a threat that, at that point. It was a threat of, of the people that she knew around her. She threatened her to cut ties with a lot of people to cut ties with her. So that okay. means she'd get no inside scoop. She'd have no this, that, right? Threatened her livelihood at that point. Um, that's is how it she really makes her money and whatnot. Okay, but that's also how Jessica makes her money. And Jess is, uh, for better or worse, I know some people love her, and I know that some people do not care for her personality. However, she makes her money from being um, a social media and television star and trying to implicate her in something that I, I guess Jess probably didn't want anything to do with probably seemed like a threat against her. But she didn't name her. So, you know, I have a problem with that. Like, she didn't name her. You have to remember that the Sasha woman had reached out to Jess. Jess did not rep either didn't reply back or said, I'm not interested. And then Sasha had posted a video about several people. She didn't even name names. And that's when Jessica really fucking threatened her in the DMs, worried that she was going to name her personally, that she, she never did it up to that point. So that's on Jessica. That is 100% on Jessica. CTV didn't even flinch to fire her. And you know that they would have taken a second. Let's not forget... Let's go back here, shall we? The Jess Allen incident of 2019. Jess Allen, correspondent on The View, or The View, the, the Canadian version of The View, basically. Um, what the hell is the name of that the stinky talk. show? The, the Talk. The Talk? The Talk, isn't it? No, the social. that's the other the social. one. The Social, thank you. Uh, see, I already have forgotten about it. This is great. So Jess was called out for saying shit about little white boys uh, being bullies and mainly hockey playing little white boys being bullies and there was a call to fire her a call to fire her but ctv stuck with her do we all remember that i so remember they never fired her because they they really took a look at it apparently and decided it wasn't a fireable offense they didn't flinch yesterday scott it's almost like they wanted to fire her or something i swear to god because this came down and hours later ctv said that she's fired like Listen, it took no fucking time we are in a very, very emotional and inflamed time right now. There is a lot of attention on the Black Lives Matter movement and on diversity and how people can eliminate racism where it lies. 
I don't know if I'd think that Jessica Mulroney is a racist. Her best friend is black. It does, it's not about her being. It's not about her being a racist, though. At this point, right? Like that's not the argument. We know that, right? It's not. So about it's whether, just because she threatened her with a libel suit. No, because you, she she threatened. It's not about the libel suit either. She threatened her telling. Like this is the message that we haven't actually seen. This is the message that is there. And CTV must have seen it because why else would they fire her so quickly? It was uh, as soon as she posted a video without even naming Jessica Mulrooney, Jessica Mulrooney slid in her DMs and said, fuck you, basically. Let me just put it in layman's terms about what happened so that people are clear on this. She slid into. So it's like you posting a video about me and I knew it was about me, but you never named my name. I slammed your DMs and say, fuck you, Scott. I I know this person. They're not going to talk to you anymore. I know this person. They're probably going to fire your ass once I talk to them. I know this person. They're going to say, go fuck yourself. So guess what? You're not going to be making any money because if you're, you're throwing you're basically going to throw my name around. Fuck you. You better watch out. Look out. It was a threat. That was the problem. Nothing else was really the issue that got her fired, basically. Okay, so nobody's suggesting that she's a racist, just that she was going to use her position as a television and social media star to get in shit someone who was trying to call her out in the first place. But I she, mean, she, she is there anything to be it. said? Here's the problem is that people like that have such a fucking ego, probably. And I don't know her personally. I just want to make that completely clear. I do not know her personally. I've never met her, so I'm not going to say anything about her personally at all. But sometimes when you have an ego... If you feel like you're being called out, that's your automatic response. And sometimes when you have a, when you're, especially when you have a name in an industry, you need to just shut the fuck up. And that's the best way to do it. She shouldn't but have you, said a damn thing. This wouldn't even be, this wouldn't even be talked about. This is, I this don't disagree happen. with you, but you also need to protect your image. And she was obviously. She didn't make a good image for herself through this at all. She fucked herself. Oh, well, yes, obviously this was a, a not what she wanted to happen because I'm sure she could have envisioned something like this going south because she hadn't said anything and someone was going to call her out for not saying something. Um, Instead, in trying to deal with that, she caused a whole other uproar. And now she's lost endorsements, her TV show and a whole bunch of other things. I think she's going to be fine. I think she will bounce back. Hey, uh, the old expression is true. This too shall pass. People will forget. Uh, how long did it take us to remember even what show Jess Allen was on and remember how passionate everybody was about that back in November? This too shall pass. I don't know that she'll necessarily get I do redo back or if she'd even want it back. But either way, um, I, I just hate the hyperbole in all this. Like she threatened my livelihood. She threatened a libel suit. But it's not uh, about the libel suit. That came after the fact. Okay, but... That came li- after the fact. We're talking about the message that, we, uh, that, that did threaten her livelihood. That did but, say, I'm going to cut all your ties. But That's didn't where Jessica, the problem lies. That is the only issue. But didn't Jessica feel threatened herself like she was about to be attacked for something that she didn't do? Yeah, but she was never even named, so she should have just shut the fuck up. I don't disagree with you that she should have shut up, but I mean, she felt like her image was about to get dragged through the ringer. Uh, She knew it was about her or she assumed it was about her. And who's to say it wasn't about her? The person making the accusation hasn't said it wasn't about her. So, I mean, maybe she just went into protective mode and it went way, way, way too far. Uh, I'm not saying that she's right in any of this. The whole thing seems kind of messed up to me. I'm just go ahead. No, I was going to say, and here's the thing that we don't know, and you and I very briefly discussed it this morning on the radio, because for those that don't know, too, if all of this is new to you and you're following along with the drama and you enjoy it, it gets crazier in in that she is married to Ben Mulrooney. Ben Mulrooney 
is as a host or one of the hosts of a couple of shows. Is he still on a couple of shows? He's on CTV Mornings. And anyway, he is well known in the industry for working for CTV. E-Talk. He's the golden child. E-Talk and CTV Mornings or whatever the hell it's called. So he is their golden boy. You're absolutely right. They're married. So now it'll be interesting to take a look at that and go, is he going to just stay the course and be like, good, Jessica, just solve your shit over here. I'm going to keep doing my thing and let that be that. Is he upset with her for saying what she said or doing what she did and sliding into people's DMs pretty like teenager-like, if you ask me? Um, or is he going to side with CTV on this? Like, it's really, it'll be interesting and be like, I don't think he'd quit. I really don't. But uh, I'm interested to see what happens with that. Uh, yeah. Do you stand by your wife in this situation? Because no doubt he knows Everything, And he's heard her side of the story. For all we know, he was sitting there on the couch with her when she was firing off these DMs. We don't know. I, I'm, I am curious to see how he handles it because he is in an awkward spot, particularly because he delivers the news. One thing they've been very good about on eTalk is anytime a story about Jessica Mulrooney comes up, he stays out of it. One of the other eTalk hosts will do the Jessica Mulrooney stories, and then they just cut back to Ben like nothing happened. Uh, I, I don't know what they're going to do in this case or... If at some point he'll speak out or release a statement, but it is certainly a tough spot to be in. Uh, no matter what, he's making a hell of a lot of money at CTV. And I I still think he's got political aspirations. For those who don't know Ben, I can tell you that he is extremely smart when it comes to politics. Uh, I flew with him to L.A. a few years ago and uh, four hour chat about politics. That guy knows a lot. It's uh, very impressive. I don't know if he's going to want to wade into these waters. Maybe it is time for Jess to just work on her uh, stuff in the States because she was doing great on Good Morning America. American audiences seem to really like her, even though she's not even on TV in Canada anymore. Either way, you can bet that this story is not done being written yet. Let's talk about a couple other things here. Starbucks, the prank. Have you heard about this? No. So people are doing this for TikTok, and it's basically like making fun of guys. So what you do is you fire up your TikTok, and you take your man through the Starbucks drive through and fully assuming that your man has no idea what Starbucks is or does, because let's be honest, Starbucks probably, for a lot of guys, is like speaking a different language. Right. They don't know what a venti or a grande is or a frappuccino this or an Americano that. They don't know. So girls are telling guys to order them stupid things that aren't even actual drinks. So the guy looks stupid and they film it and put it on TikTok. <laughs> okay, now I kind of want to do that to my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just watched a video now. It was posted by, let me see if I can find it here. Catherine Alberto 9. She had her guy order her uh, pinkity drinkity. And so he goes up to Starbucks and he's like, yeah, I'll have a grande pinkity dickity. And the barista is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then when the guy realizes he's getting pranked, his whole reaction is there on TikTok. Oh, my God. That's amazing. So as funny as it is, stop picking on guys at Starbucks. We're learning. Well, wait, well hang on here, because what's the equivalent? What would be the equivalent uh, of, of that if you got your, your girlfriend to do something? What? I would probably, if she got into a sports conversation with my buddies, I'd tell her a whole bunch of, if it was a football conversation, I'd load her up with a whole bunch of hockey players' names. That's great. That's the equivalent, really. Right. Uh, filming it for TikTok, watching her talk passionately about what an amazing quarterback Sidney Crosby is would be probably pretty hilarious, but not fair to post it.
Not fair. Leave the guys alone. Kit Kat has released a limited edition apple pie flavor for this month only. Why? 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 I don't know. That's you know, gross. every now and again, we come up with something that's basically perfect and then figure out a way to fuck it up. Uh, an apple pie flavor Kit Kat? No, thank you. Kit Kat no. is fine. Like, leave a Kit Kat alone. Kit Kat was delicious. It's one of the few places you can, in writing, see cat spelled correctly. That's absolutely true. The only thing that they changed with the Kit Kat that I'm okay with is when they went Kit Kat Chunky. And I don't know if those still exist, but they had the Kit Kat Chunky, which they was do. all one ginormous bar. Do they still have those? They do have Kit Kat Chunky. Yeah. Yes. So that was the only way. But guess, guess what? It's the same formula. Don't fuck with the formula. Don't add mm-hmm. shit to it. Don't take stuff away. Don't flavor it. Apple pie. Like, no, stop. That's stupid. A restaurant in Massachusetts got a rare orange lobster, and they've decided that they're going to donate it to a local aquarium. There's only about one in 30 million lobsters that are orange. So this restaurant obviously has a wholesaler. They'll go out into the ocean. They'll do a little lobster fishing, and then you get whatever they catch. You pre-buy it. One of theirs happened to be orange. That's an expensive lobster. They could have kept it. They could have displayed it. They could have done any number of things with it. They decided to donate it. Was that the right thing to do, or would you keep it if you were that restaurant owner? Hey, come here and see the orange lobster. I think it's so cool. I like that they donated it, though. I I like that they donated it. I'm all for that. That's great. And, hey, they still can take the credit, right? Sure. Like, look, we the orange lobster. Cool. They should give it to Red Lobster and watch them squirm. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do with this? Shit. We've got red right up on the signage. We can't possibly take this. <laughs> uh, while we're talking food, I'll mention this quickly. Dairy Queen has released their summer menu. Uh, there's very few things as nice as around maybe that 6, 7, 8 p.m. time in the summer when it's still blazing hot out and you can get to Dairy Queen and there's not a long lineup. They have four new flavor blizzards for this summer. Real Raspberry Soft Fudge. What is it? Oh, no, it's Raspberry Fudge Bliss is the name of it. Oreo Cheesecake, Wonder Woman Cookie Dough Collision, and Coffee Crisp. Coffee Crisp is probably my favorite chocolate bar. And now it is available in blizzard form. Hmm. Then they also have a cotton candy blizzard. And they've got uh, soft serve ice creams like they always have. You can get them like dipped in chocolate or dipped in butterscotch. Now you can get them dipped in a cotton candy flavor. Interesting. I'm here for it. Yeah, none of that sounds terrible. No. You know, and usually when they come out with these new menus to try and draw people in, it sounds like shit. Every one of those things sounds pretty damn good. I'm pretty okay with that. It's going to be available until the end of August. Uh, as we move into phase one today, any interest in going on a patio? Is there interest? Yeah, I mean, for sure. If the weather, the weather's got to be a little bit warmer for me. I'll be honest. I, I'm not going to rush there just because it's open. I'm waiting for that good, perfect weather day. And this weekend, ain't it for me. What is it, like 17 degrees, 18 degrees this weekend? 18 today, not bad. And then, uh, yeah, it's going to be around 20 or so. The only days there would be a maybe Sunday. But even then, honestly, I'm just in, I'm in no rush. I'm in no rush. No, I'm ready. 
I've waited long enough. The only thing I'm not doing this weekend is not getting my hair cut. And I could. I could very easily go to Guelph or Kitchener or Barry if I wanted to. And I'm not going to because I'm going to remain loyal. I have a hairstylist in Milton who has cut my hair for years. She knows every strand on my head. And I am not going to cheat on her because I have every reason to believe that Halton will be open next weekend. I also think York Region is going to open up next weekend as well. Maybe even Durham. I could see Toronto and Peel staying closed for a little bit longer, maybe two more weeks. Uh, Niagara is another one that I think is going to open up next week. So if you're in any of those areas, sit tight. I have a feeling next Friday you're opening. Monday is when they announce which regions are going to open that following Friday. Mm -hmm. So sit tight. You can now have 10 people together again. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, I am too. You still got to stay distanced, but... What's the difference now versus, say, two weeks ago? I guess. Why did they cap it at five? Because 10 seems like kind of a random number. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. it's double five, but really, is there a difference? Um, yeah, I mean, the less people that you have in one area, the less chance that somebody will catch COVID. The less people, I mean, it's just simple math. It's just a numbers game? Yeah, I think so. I really do think so. Um, the fact that they're doubling it up, I think, is is good. There's been a lot of people that have been doing it anyway. So oh, yeah. the fact that they know it's okay now to do it, great. I'm here for it. I'm. Uh, it's my daughter's birthday on Sunday, and I was so unsure what I was going to do for her because I was supposed to go to FunWorks at Bingham's here in Kitchener, and obviously that didn't couldn't happen. So I wanted to do something special for her. I didn't even have a party for her last year. Really? Terrible. Yeah. So if I didn't, if I had known this year would have been this year, I would have given her a big bash, but I did not. So anyway, I'm excited about the fact that I don't have to just invite over, you know, two, three, two, one person, two people at a time. I can now say, okay, this entire family, you're welcome over if you're comfortable with it. So that's exactly what we're doing. I'm having a rotating door, basically, of of families coming in and out of the backyard throughout the day on Sunday. Will you offer hand sanitizer? I will most definitely offer hand sanitizer. Really? I was being sarcastic. That's good. I would, I would happily offer hand sanitizer, and I'm going to make them pee outside. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, but <laughs> Take a piss on the lawn. I'll be honest with you. A lot of the people that, for example, I'll have over don't give a shit anyway. Like, they already have been gathering, and they I – don't, I, I don't know about you. I know a lot of people. They, they, they aren't really worried. They've been doing all the right things, so when they hug someone who's also been doing the right thing, they don't care. So, I'm, yeah, there's no there, – there, it's not going to be uh, one of those weird drive-by birthday things. They're going to come into the backyard. Everyone who I've invited has – I gave them the option. I said, you can do it any way you want it. She just wants to see you. Uh, so drive by if you want, come inside if you want, or come to the backyard if you want. Hopefully backyard if it's good weather. And everybody said, yeah, no, I'm coming into the backyard. Let's do it. I know a lot of people, surprisingly, that have had babies in the last three months. And I keep getting that whole, yeah, as soon as all this is over, you've got to come see the baby. Is all this over? Is it time to go and see the baby? Or should we be staying away even longer? Yeah, see, if if that was me in that position and I had had my baby during this pandemic, I'd make people wait. I, I would be only, I'd be parents, grandparents, right? Like, that's it. Grandparents can come, maybe my, maybe the uncles and aunts, slowly, but it wouldn't be a big ordeal. But to each their own. Uh, story here about crime. Apparently, it doesn't have to be a huge crime to get you in a lot of trouble. A man who broke into his grandmother's house at 4.30 in the morning on Tuesday 
to steal about a dollar twenty-five worth of hot dogs has been arrested for stealing and burglary. What? Yeah. Uh, apparently, two dollars is that a charge? Uh, <laughs> uh, grandma was woken up by her cats meowing at Daniel. When she came downstairs, she found him eating her hot dogs. They got into, quote, an unpleasant confrontation. So she she called the cops. Daniel was arrested for burglary and theft for stealing about $1.25 worth of hot dogs. He pled guilty in court yesterday, and he'll be sentenced later on this year. Wow. In all fairness, though, he didn't break all the rules because he did take off his shoes when he came into the house. (laughs) That's good. Is that really a crime that we need to waste the court's time with? Can he not just be told, give her a package of hot dogs and both of you fuck off? I mean, no. I mean, if he broke in, he broke in, regardless of who it is. I mean, if I went into my parents, I couldn't imagine, though. Let's say I went into my parents' house and I I was near their house anyway. I was hungry. I made a sandwich. And then they were like, fuck you and called 911. I don't know what I would do. That would be so heartbreaking. (laughs) But they would be in the right. Like, if they didn't write, am I wrong here? Like, if you don't, the person doesn't live there and they weren't welcome to come there. And I mean, and then obviously there's a lot of backstory here. We don't know. I can only imagine. But she has every right to do what she did. So, yeah, he should get charged. (sighs) I know it's weird. It's weird, but. Uh Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Fine. If if we're gonna do that, I guess that's all well and good. I just hope it's consistent across the board. Next time uh, somebody goes in and takes one of your cigarettes, call the cops. <laughs> the next time somebody takes your stapler, fuck you. Call the cops. Let's make it across the board even. If we're going to start calling the police for really petty things, let's start calling the police for really petty things. Only if you don't like the person, though. That's key, right? Someone nice comes along. Uh, you want to borrow it? Go ahead. Someone else tries to take it? No, nope, fuck you. I'm calling 911. <laughs> it goes person by person. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, last thing I want to end with is, this is a fun little survey. It was in the post. It's about parents and the things that change when you become a parent now this was you you were not a parent five years ago no so maybe you'll be able to look back on some of these things and see where it changed for you three years ago sunday so i could definitely remember four out of five people say their lifestyle completely changed once they had kids here are the most common ways number one is when you stopped going out late right You know, there was a time when we used to go to events until like midnight, one o'clock in the morning and then crash for an hour and then we'd both get up and go to work the next day. Great. If I'm not home by eight and in bed by nine now, no fucking chance. (laughs) I hate when events start at that time when they're like, hey, you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. What time is it? And I'm praying they say like 5 (laughs) p.m. And they're they're like, oh, you know, it starts at nine, but nobody gets there till 10. I'm like, nope. Nope. Not happening. It's funny because all the publicists, they all invite us to all the TIFF parties when the film festival's on and things like that. And it's just so, I guess they live that lifestyle. But they'll invite us to all the parties and they'll say something like, doors open at 11, party begins at midnight. And I'm like, what? Are you fucking high? (laughs) Starts at midnight. (laughs) I know. Then don't say it that day. Don't tell me the party's on fucking Saturday when it's actually technically on Sunday morning. Don't lie to me. (laughs) Liars. (laughs) 
Uh, what else changes when you become a parent? That's when you make a serious effort to save money. Yep. Sure. It's true. Yeah. That's when you have to decide that your job is now your career because you need stability. Mm-hmm. So when you save to buy either a house or the house, the house you want to raise your family in. Mm-hmm. When you become a parent, that's when you cut out your irresponsible friends. Hmm. Uh, Did you cut anybody off because they're just too out there? You don't want to be hanging out with this person when you're a mom now. You know what I found for me is I found that I was guilty of this too, but I found that they actually have a natural way of of kind of disappearing, like slowly over time. And and maybe it's because they can't relate to you anymore because I've been there. Um, I was in the position, you know, five, six years ago of my friends started to have kids. And honestly, I kind of, I just naturally, because I didn't have as much in common with them, I found myself hanging out with this group of people over here. But it's interesting that I had, when I had my Jacqueline at first, three years ago, I started hanging out with them more. So it's almost like for a few years, there was like a lull of like a semi-acquaintance friendship. And now it's turned back into a friendship. And it had everything to do with having kids because you we didn't have the same like there wasn't the same things to relate upon. Maybe that's why. But that said, I do still have friends that don't have kids at all that are still my friend that I still see all the time and still talk to all the time. So it's not always that way, but I do find with some, they just feel like I can't relate to you anymore, whether it's because you have kids or because you don't have kids. So there are those people that I feel like will slowly fall off. But I I still have a few um, really good friends that don't have kids. And I kind of like that about them because I like to hear about what's going on in their world, kidless. And, and That's how you learn about things like Tinder and stuff right? like that. I love Tinder. This, what? Show yes. me. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Exactly. I love, I love the stories. I like hearing their perspective. My one friend travels all the time. And of course, I'm jealous of that. And she goes to all these amazing places. She did 30 countries in 30 years of her life. That was her goal. And she did it and she accomplished it. And I love talking to her about that. So I have respect for everybody. And no matter what they do or decide to do or not do in life or where they end up, but you do find that you have those, that natural fall off, if you will, of a couple friends here and there that maybe look at you differently based on what you ended up doing with your life. The things that changed when you became a parent, uh, you started going to the doctor more regularly. Eh, okay. Mm-hmm. Started reading the ingredients on food labels? Yes. Yeah. yeah Big I time. Do. I it was right around the time the kids were born. Absolutely. fucking If it's over 10 grams of sugar, my kids aren't having it. Like, that's an actual <laughs> rule. Treats or anything else, unless it's a birthday or a special occasion, if there's anything over 10 grams of sugar, they don't eat it. And I never even thought about that until I had kids. But for, sh- for kids, sugar is like the devil. So that, it's funny that you say that. I never used to do that. And when you became a parent is when you first seriously started considering the burbs the better alternative to living in the city. I hear that. Big time. Uh, When you're young and single, living in the city, yeah, and King Street and have drinks, and yeah. Then it's like, oh, fuck, people are up late, and there's noise and traffic and air pollution. Let's move to Mississauga. It changes. You know what's funny, too, is the other day, someone started in my neighborhood. I've got a great neighborhood with with awesome people, and someone, the kids had just gone down, and so it's 7 p.m. Keep in mind, like, it's still early, and I fully understand that, and someone started mowing their lawn. I'm like, are you fucking serious? (laughs) (laughs) looked at the clock because I swear to God it felt like 10 p.m. I'm like oh it is only seven it's okay (laughs) 
It's blasphemy. <laughs> you fucking mowing your lawn at 7 p.m. while the sun's shining. We uh, love our new listeners just as much as our originals. And I'll read the quick DM to wrap this up. This is from Shannon. Holla, shit don't shoot me. Just started listening to your after nine. I had some ladies gathered at the end of the street during my run this morning. Try running and laughing your ass off. They asked and we listened. These 10 ladies listened to 91.5 The Beat, but never after nine. They fell in love and I am catching up. Shannon, thank you very much and welcome to the After 9 family because the regular listeners, that's what we are. We appreciate you, everybody. Thanks for downloading. Uh, Replay, are we doing a replay? Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. It's Friday and we do this on our FM radio show. And if you have the chance to listen to it, we would love that. It's called Missed Connections. We connect people looking for other people when they can't find them. And they've tried everything, and all they could do was post a story online, hoping the other person would see it, and it would trigger a memory. Mm, This memory hails from Fergus. What's up, Fergus? Good morning. Man for woman, it's called At the Giant Tiger. We're all true romance. The Giant Tiger and Fergus. (laughs) That spot's banging. True romance begins at Giant Tiger. I saw you at Giant Tiger and Fergus out front today. You had a planter in your hand. And then I saw you again inside when I was getting a cart. I think you noticed me, because you looked at me twice. Outside, you smiled. Inside, you smiled. You're gorgeous. You looked amazing in that blue dress. I waited outside for you for a few minutes. I wanted to say hello and ask if you were single and give you my number, but I had to go. If you see this, respond. Tell me what I look like. Um, oh, oh, hey, listen, we all know it's true. Shooters shoot their shot. Yep. This guy didn't necessarily shoot a shot. This is like an after shot. Yeah. I think you were into me. I wanted to talk to you. I didn't talk to you. Ugh. I really had to go. It just wasn't that important. Mm. But if I could get laid after I post this, there's still a chance this is worth it. You know, I mean, hey, sometimes opportunity is staring you right in the face. Maybe it even winks at you in the aisle, a giant tiger in Fergus. And you don't even realize it's Colin. Then you kick yourself later and hopefully they read Missed Connections. Hmm. It's a weird place for a romance to begin. Uh, Maybe that'd be one of those scenarios where, hey, let's get married at the place we met. (laughs) Where they have everything you need for a wedding. Oh, that would be fabulous. Everybody's wearing that, that that yellow color. I like it. I like it a lot. No joke, by the way, as I was doing this misconnection right outside Sports World, there's a giant, giant tiger truck. No like, way. driving by. It's, it's weird. Irony. So this to me is like meant to be. That's another sign. Look at that tiger. Okay. This next one, I don't understand how this happens, but I kind of feel bad for her. Um, it's called I Fell Into Your Lap. Woman for man. It was the most embarrassing moment ever. I was so red in the face, I did not get a chance to actually say, I'm sorry. I was sitting in the back of the bus, and as I got up to get off at my stop, the bus turned suddenly. Uh Uh-oh. I fell backwards. It was like slow motion into your lap. No. I could have cried. How do you do? Hi, I'm just going to take a seat. Hope you don't mind. I did say sorry several times very quickly. Looks comfortable. 
I know you are wearing gloves, so you're probably quite cautious right now. <laughs> in a pandemic, you fell in their lap on the bus. And grossed out that I landed on you in the middle of a pandemic. I am clean. I want you to know. I've been doing everything I'm supposed to. You are wearing a dark ball cap. You were actually really hot. You seemed to smirk after I got off the bus, so I'm not sure what you're actually thinking right now. But if you liked it, please let me know what I was wearing so I know it's actually you. If you liked it. <laughs> I don't know many guys who don't like it when a girl sits on their lap like that. Now, this was probably a slightly aggressive fall. Um, maybe you want to hang on to the handrail when mm. the bus is still technically in motion. Let me just check the list here if uh, running into someone butt first is on the list for phase two okays. Uh, <laughs> nope. Not okay still. It's physical, but there was it's- no distancing. <laughs> I wore my mask, but I happened to put my butt in a slap. I just... <laughs> If that's your stop, by the way, wouldn't you know the bus turned? How does it turn suddenly? What, like, you should know your route. Am I wrong here? I'm just You're trying to put wrong. myself in that position. I feel like maybe part of her wanted it to happen and knew this bus, when it turns, goes exactly on this angle. I could probably sit on his lap and it would be a mistake. How bad would you feel? Number one, doing that. Number two, you look over your shoulder and they're hot. No. Oh, that's devastating. That is the worst. Girl, I feel for you. I do. I'm sorry I broke your (laughs) pelvis, but when that heals up, I'd love to get together sometime. (laughs) How'd you guys meet? Well, Mm. ass first on a GRT bus. That's exactly how we met. Public health introduced us when I had to find out if her butt has coronavirus. (laughs) Then I had to get a test done. It was romantic and lovely. (laughs) 